Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. Dominogs play today. I'm excited, ready to watch a little baseball tonight or listen to it. It would be more exciting to be down there at Globe Life Park watching the Razorbacks at the home of the world champions. They raised the world championship banner today, Joe, at the uh, Rangers spring training site. Okay. Had a little ceremony. All right. I, you forgot the Rangers were the world champions. No, no, not that. I thought you were saying at Globe Life, and I'm like, well, why? Why Why would they do it today? Maybe they still have some banners up. Let's ask Evan Chemico. He joins us now from the Pig Trail Nation. He is down there in Arlington getting ready for the uh, Razorback game tonight. Evan, welcome in. How are you? i got to turn you on. Evan, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? I got you now. We're good. Any uh, World Series um, championship banners flying around there? Um, we're about 20 minutes out right now, so we're not <laughs> at Globe Life yet. Um, we're just getting into Dallas right now. Uh, but I will let you guys know if there's any banners later tonight for sure. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about this team as they go down to Arlington for the three-game series? Overall, I think the team right now is in a really good situation. Uh, you you kind of saw last week. They had worst-case scenario on Friday where Hagen Smith goes 42 uh, pitches in the first inning to eight. Every award you you know could hear about baseball, he was on pretty much all those lists. And to see Hagen struggle in that first inning, give up a home run, the three runs, 42 pitches, and then for the team to rally behind that Will McIntyre to come in and the offense to produce and get that 6-4 win, I think settled everybody down. Uh, but overall, after the opening weekend, I think it seems in good spirits and uh, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. But, again, tonight is the real big test. That, you know, say what you want about James Madison. They're a good team. They had some really good players. But, you know, tonight is the real measuring stick to really find out, okay, is Arkansas deserving of that 2, 3, 4 ranking, uh, depending on what website that you use for your rankings. So what will you be looking for from this Razorback uh, baseball team going into a game where they do step up in competition playing against number 7 Oregon State? Well, with all the CBA's teams, it's the defense. It is kind of the motor of this team. Can they play clean defense? They had some mistakes last week against James Madison in that Sunday loss. A couple of errors that cost them runs late in the game, some base running errors early in the game. So can they clean up those mistakes? Uh, but overall, again, it's going to come down to pitching tonight. You know, I want, you want to see Ken Hagen Smith bounce back. Is he going to have that performance that everybody expected him to last week now that it's not 36 degrees outside and they're in a dome, 72 degrees? And how will the pitching be, and, and where does Dave go with the pitching? If, if Hagen goes bad, will we will McIntyre early again, or will he go a different route? So I think it starts with the defense and, and cleaning up those small mistakes, but the core is going to come down to the pitching. Evan Kamiko joins us from the Pig Trail Nation. How many of these uh, the games did you make out to uh, Ballmarker Stadium last week? I got to Friday on opening day and Saturday. Um, we couldn't make it out on Sunday, but we were watching back in the Pig Trail Studios, and I watched the Monday game um, at home on my day off. So I was able to watch all of the games last weekend. How miserable was Friday and Saturday? Uh, it wasn't fun. Uh, <laughs> I I was kind of half watching Friday because I was running up and getting our shows ready. And um, our um, Jacob Morris was, was out shooting the game. And he was cold during the day. And he, he's next to me right now in the car nodding his head. And Saturday was probably even worse, even though it was less rainy. Um, Saturday was like 36 degrees. And they shaking his head right now. He's shaking his head next to me saying that Friday was worse, but Saturday, I couldn't, guys, I couldn't feel my hands and I was trying to, uh, you know, control the camera and make sure I get good shots. Uh, so when I can't feel my hands, that's when you know it's pretty miserable. If, if I'm the camera guy not feeling my hands, I couldn't imagine what it would be for all those pitchers. What did you think about how the team bounced back with that Monday game in a four-game series after taking the loss on Sunday? Yeah, that, that Monday game was, was amazing, I think, for many reasons. And the biggest was Colin Fisher. You didn't know how he was going to come out. We saw him towards the end of, uh, you know, the spring, or I guess winter camp, quote-unquote, you know, getting getting ready for the season. 
Um, and he didn't pitch, you know, amazing, but he did throw some good innings during those, uh, you know, spring, or quote-unquote spring uh, games. But, I mean, he, he was rock steady for the Hawks, kind of everything you want in that, you know, four-man rotation. You know they're one, two, and three, and Steve with Smith, Tigard, and Molina. And, and really, uh, Colin Fisher was the wild card. So for him to go out there, give five innings, only give up three hits, no runs, four strikeouts, and no walk, too, I think that's a huge thing in the bullpen. Continue, I mean, Will McIntyre came in that game, looked really clean. Cody Frank came in that game, and Cody Dulick closed the door. Um, and so I think the pitching bounced back really well, and the hitting again better. Uh, you know, with Eva Roy had bases loaded late in the game to extend from 3-0, and he was able to get, you know, a fourth run on the board. You'd like to see a little bit more hitting, a little more offense in a game like that. But just the ability, again, for the pitching staff to step up when it wasn't, you know, necessarily there the day before. Game tackle, the freshman struggled, and same with, um, you know, Parker Coyle a few days before that. So the pitching, some of the bullpen guys were a little shaky, but to see the pitching on Monday really come up clutch and secure that 3-1 series win over James Madison was huge, and, and again, that just shows the resiliency of this team early on, especially when the weather isn't too pleasant. We're talking with Evan Kamiko from Pick Trail Nation on his way to Arlington to cover the uh, Diamond Hawks. What do you expect out of Hagen Smith tonight? I think he's going to have a bounce-back performance and show everybody why, you know, his name is on all of these lists. I think he comes out kind of hungry and, you know, you look at that, and I think last week it was kind of just the pressure that got to him. DBH said before the game that Hagen would be on a pitch count of about 60 to 70 pitches, only through 40. You know, and what people might forget is after the, the three-run home run by Fenwick Trimble, which, by the way, great baseball name, um, he, he struck out two of the next three guys and, and, and really kind of settled in. So I think even if he does struggle early on tonight, uh, I still think he's going to settle in pretty well. And that, I, I, again, it's going to come down to the opening at that. And he's going to be facing off against one of arguably Oregon State's top guys in Travis Susanna, a you know, junior from Sydney, Australia, who has been hitting leadoff and, and hitting really well. So you're going to get some fireworks right away. And I think by the end of the first batter, we'll know whether or not Hagen came out pitch or if it's going to be kind of a repeat of last week. Evan, our guy that we talked to here on Out of Bounds, Kendall Diggs, he's known for being that clutch hitter and uh, has big expectations coming into this season. So what did you see from Kendall in that opening series, and what did, what did you expect to see from him as the season goes on? Um, I expect to see dominance from Kendall Diggs. I was saying on um, Alyssa Orange and I's uh, new podcast, Digital Show, that and clean up that Kendall, the fact that his name didn't get more preseason recognition was kind of beyond me. You know, he, he made some sports center top ten plays back in summer ball when he played in Bourne. Um, in the Cape Cod League, and, and to see that translate over to the Razorbacks and here, you know, watching him hit a home run off of Mason Molina a couple of weeks ago, his swing is just awesome. The, the, the fact that his hands are so quiet, he stays compacting for the ball, and he, he's just matching the pitching last week. You know, six for 15, two RBIs, uh, you know, three doubles. Uh, you know, could have had a couple that would have went out of, went out of the park, but um, some of the wind probably, you know, floated those balls back into play, but he, he's just awesome, and I, I can't wait to keep watching him hit and, and, and keep you know, playing at the level that I think all Hog fans really wanted because, really, you know, Kendall Diggs was probably the only consistent outside of Peyton Stovall, but Stovall got hurt at the end of last season, returning from, you know, the 2023 team to 2024, and to see him continue his upward trajectory has been awesome, and can't wait to keep watching him. I expect him to have a big weekend this weekend. Yeah, Evan, when I look at this team, the thing that gets me excited is the one-two punch of Hagen Smith and Brady Tigert. You know, Smith had the you know rough outing, but Tigert was awesome in the second game going five innings. If if they have those two going on the weekend, I mean, that's, that's a heck of a way to start out every single series. And, it, and it's not even the two of them, too, and, and you're absolutely right on all of your points. I mean, Brady Tigert, 1.80 RA in the first weekend, five innings pitched, two hits, one run. He had a great weekend, two walks, four Ks. But it's Mason Molina, too, the number three. He had nine strikeouts in his start last week. Only 3.2 innings, nine Ks. So, it's again, the biggest emphasis with his pitching staff, if you look back from last year to this year, was the fact that last year they ran out of steam at the end, uh, you know, in that um, series against TCU when they got to that Monday. They were giving up 12-plus runs in both games to TCU. So the pitching kind of ran out of steam. But for the Hogs, I mean, this year, that was a big emphasis to bring in Mason Molina as your three and Brady Tiger again, you know, going out there, Will McIntyre. I can't say enough good things about this staff and how deep they are. But to your point about Brady Tiger, to have a guy like Tiger returning as the number two, it didn't surprise me that Tiger was the Saturday starter over transfer Mason Molina. Give Tiger the second start because he's comfortable. Give Mason Molina a little bit more time to adjust. 
again, you never know what transfers are going to do, but the fact that Tiger was this rock solid and maybe we've seen all of, you know, last year was, was awesome. And, and Brady Tiger showed up and can't wait to see him probably pitch tomorrow against a pretty good uh, Oklahoma State team. Evan, what have you been able to gather from getting some info on Oregon State and what they've done so far? Yeah, Oregon State's a good team. They're 5-0, and 7 in the country. You know, like I kind of mentioned a little bit ago, you're going to see right away Travis Pazana. Let me get his, let me make sure I'm getting his, saying his name right from Sydney. Uh, you know, he, he won last year, you know, second team All-American, All-Pac-12, All-Pac-12 defensive team. This guy is pretty much as good as it gets in the leadoff hole. He's hit, you know, leadoff in every spot. Uh, you know, he hit last year 461, 17 runs, four doubles, and five home runs. So uh, that's between him and their non-hitter. So this is a, an Oregon State team with a lot of pop, a lot of power, no matter what. Michael McDowell, a very good name. He was two for four against Texas Tech. And Oregon State's already played in Arlington. They played one game this week, beat a ranked Texas Tech team 10 to four. Um, so, so they're already a little bit comfortable there. Uh, you know, but the thing about Oregon State is they scored 42 runs opening weekend in their tournament. Um, but the thing is, they, they got out hit and they, they got out, you know, they had less base runners than Texas Tech a couple of days ago. So this is definitely a team that can create runs in a lot of ways, and especially, you know, scoring 10, 10 runs against the number 19 team in the country. But they only scored those 10 runs in three total innings. So this is a team that they're going to be a little bit streaky, but when they show up to hit, their big guys can, can, can really do some damage. Were you a little surprised that the Razorbacks didn't put up more runs against James Madison with the wind blowing out? Or was it just because the conditions were so bad that it made it hard to hit? Um, yes and no. I think I think it, it has to play a little bit of both of those. I think in one sense, you know, they, they did put up 15 runs in game two, but a lot of those runs came late. It was close towards the end. So the runs were there, six runs in the first, 15 in the second. Game three, again, I think that was a bit of the anomaly. The, the pitcher who came in for James Madison did a terrific job. Uh, you know, he had some of his off-speed pitches were just fooling the Razorbacks for some of those later innings, you know, really stopping that early damage because dogs should have had more runs, but it was these base running errors that we saw in innings one, two, and three Sunday that limited. And then again, six, seven runs, game three. I, I think it's a combination of both, you know, some, some mistakes limiting the amount of damage the Razorbacks can do. But again, it's hard to hit in those cold conditions. If you take a ball, you know, on the bat too far inside the hands, you're going to get a stinger and it's going to hurt. And, you know, with the wind blowing, I wouldn't say that the wind was necessarily blowing out. Um, but it was definitely blowing kind of down and, and, and stopping some of these fly balls to left that were hit really hard. Uh, Nolan Souza had a really hard ball that he hit. Um, same with Roslovich, Will Edmondson. These guys had Jason Jones had hard hit balls that just got blown down by the wind and, and ended up being out. Um, so I think it's a combination of both. Evan, what's the uh, TV coverage plans for this weekend? What will you be doing on uh, KRK and Pig Trail Nation? Yeah, so later today at 5, we're going to be live um, from Arlington. We'll be live in the early shows at, 5, at 6.30, and as well in the late at 6. We'll have a bunch of stuff on our social media all weekend. Uh, you know, different things that fans get to see, kind of take that experience in with us as, as we're there if they couldn't make it out to Arlington. Uh, we'll also be live in all the shows tomorrow from out here as well. Um, so a ton of baseball coverage coming your way. Everything that, you know, we get sound-wise, video-wise, we'll try our best to post on social media. Um, so that fans can, can pretty much instantly hear what's been said at the stadium from you know Dave Van Horn and the players as well. So all the coverage that you see from, from us normally, it, it'll be a little more. We'll, we'll definitely do some uh, more stuff on social. We have some little tricks up our sleeve, too, uh, that everybody at home will just have to follow along and hmm. wait and see. Good little tease. Evan, thanks for the time. Be safe. Enjoy Arlington. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks. Evan Kamiko joining us, Pick Trail Nation. Catch him tonight on KRK. Joe, uh, kind of t- taking the curtain back on TV and Fox 16 and KRK, how it works. Picture Nation sends their stuff down to us, and I get to kind of pick and choose and use some of the, the interviews and stuff that they do. So yesterday I'm watching uh, Mike Irwin did a package on the, on the series and what Dave Van Horn's kind of looking for, and I'm watching his story. And I'll be danged if Irwin didn't show... Arkansas, Oregon State, the foul ball. <laughs> and it just made me, Joe, it made me sick to my stomach once again. And I'm and uh, I'm watching it and I'm just thinking they're that close to winning a national title. Yeah. The ball's in the air. The pitcher points to the air. Three guys are running for it. 
And it lands. They do. It, it does bring back bad memories. But the fact that they are playing against Oregon State, it's a point of reference. It's something mm-hmm. that that needs to be shown, needs to be talked uh, about because of the fact that, I don't need to see that when these two teams matched up, this was the result. And you know that Oregon State is playing it up because they had the great result in, in going on to win it that year. None of those guys were on that team. They're all gone. It's history. It is for the school. I don't want to see it. I, I, I don't know if I've told you. So I was there for it. And uh, ninth inning, I guess it's about the ninth inning, they, they gather everybody that wants to go onto the field for the celebration and the trophy ceremony in the, the bowels of the stadium. So we go down, we're, you know, basically we're going to walk in the same tunnel to go to the dugout that the, the Razorbacks walk. And as soon as the final out happens, they're going to, uh, you know, let us go and go into the dugout and onto the field. And so I'm in there, down there in the bowels, and I'm like, well, this, this sucks. First of all, you don't have any reception, so I couldn't watch on my phone. And I'm like, I, w- I got to know what's, you know what's happening. And so I, finally I hear this TV and I'm, I go walking through just probably places I shouldn't be. And I found it's like a little security room. And they, they had the TV on. So I walked in there and I'm watching it. Well, TV is delayed probably eight seconds from real life. And Joe, that pitch, that yell, that crowd, go just just this huge roar. I hear it in my ears. And I'm like, what is going on? Before and then I it. see it. And I see the pop-up, I'm like, oh, my God, Arkansas just won. Oh, my God. So, Joe, in my mind, for about five seconds, Arkansas won a national championship because the ball is in the air and the place is going crazy. And I'm like, oh, wow, here we go. And then it just got deadly quiet. And then I see what happens. And I was like, I can't believe it just happened. So I didn't get to see it live with my own eyes. I was watching it in the bowels of the stadium. On a little bitty TV in some security room. They still had a chance to win after that. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that wasn't the end of the game. I believe that was a 1-1 count, so that made it 1-2. You know, still strike him out, get him out the next you know pitch. You still got your chance to get yeah. out of that inning. Yeah, that, that was the result. And even at the end of that game, when Oregon State goes on to win and they have to play again, mm-hmm. there was already a feel for the, this series is over now. Mm-hmm. That would have been an incredible comeback. You talk about a resilient team to be able to be that close, only to let it literally slip through their hands and not win it to come back the next day. But the Oregon State got a great pitching performance the next day. It was that was incredible. Anyway, I I didn't want to see the highlight, but I've watched it like three or four more times, analyzing it and like what went wrong, how that happened, and you know people are going to be blaming it. you now, blaming me. Yeah, because. When you weren't watching, yep. everything was going fine. Yep. And then as soon as you found that monitor and watched, <laughs> things went haywire. <laughs> it went got out of hand. It did. All right, we'll come back and uh, we can take a call at 661-1037. You can text us on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Looks like we've got a, a couple texts over there. I can hit those when we come back. We'll start to wrap things up. See, like, Double R has connected. We'll get on. We'll find out about his f- first pitch. Have you seen it? No. I'll show it to you during the break. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss the first pitch with Randy in a little bit. Guys, I am at Hogan Field for the Little Rock game versus Eastern Illinois. If you need me, I am He's on Tyline 188. Good to go. Randy, we know where you are. The video's already out there. We've already seen the first pitch, or at least I have. Joe's about to see it, and then we'll talk to you about it in a minute. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds.
every Tuesday morning during basketball season, you can hear Caliph Battle when he checks in with the guys on Morning Mayhem. It's made possible by Edwards Food Giant. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people. The only stop you'll have to make for all your family's grocery needs. Caliph Battle on your home for Arkansas Razorbacks basketball. 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. Last night in college basketball, a few natural state programs continued their winning ways. First up, Witterock took care of Southeast Missouri State, beating them 83-61. They were led by Jameer Chaplin, who had 19 points and 11 rebounds. It was their sixth win in a row. They'll go for their seventh against Lindenwood tomorrow. Tip is set for 3.30. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Arkansas State won their fifth game in a row, beating Troy 79-71. The Red Wolves are now four games back of first in the Sunbelt Conference. They'll face South Alabama and Jonesboro at 2.30 tomorrow. Tomorrow, that game can be streamed on ESPN+. Arkansas will take on Missouri at home tomorrow. Tip for that game is set for 11 a.m. Coverage can be heard on The Buzz. Stay tuned afterwards for the Guatney Automotive postgame show. I'm Christian Weaver with The Buzz Radio Network. Does life keep you busy? You and your heart have something in common. But keeping your heart healthy doesn't have to be complicated. February is Heart Month, and the perfect time to take CHI St. Vincent's Commit to Two Challenge and strengthen your heart with just two steps. Start by making one simple lifestyle change to improve your body's most important muscle. Commit to two and sign up for our free e-newsletter to get expert tips and free gifts that will help you take charge of your heart health. Learn more at chistvincent.com slash heartsmart. I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb, and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems. And that's exactly what Arkansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs, expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all Arkansans can trust. Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Webb for Chief Justice Committee. Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390. Or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville for a test drive and more savings on your favorite Chevy models. Chevrolet. Together, let's drive. Sumo 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 is Arkansas's first ever exhibition of sumo wrestling featuring the world's largest sumo, Hiroki, who stands 6'4", 580 pounds. Featured in the movie John Wick 4, he will go belly to belly against a 6'4", 500 pound Raimi and Mindy, who is 5'10 and weighs 330 pounds. In addition, they will wrestle celebrities Roger Scott, Heather Baker, and Don Gooch. All the action will be in Hot Springs at the Bank OZK Arena on March 3rd at 6 p.m. Tickets can be purchased at www.hotsprings.org slash event. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agents Monica Reiners or Brian Cress in North Little Rock or Jamie Marsh in Little Rock. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people.
in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas's own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. You know Justin Fields is going to be tra- uh, trending until <laughs> the trade happens or the Bears come out and say, we're going to keep him. Yeah, whatever they decide to do. It's going to be there in the news. I mean, he is. That's the big story right now, and I get it. People are asking uh, what they think of what should happen. and Heck, even Jared Allen was asked. I guess any time an NFL player is in front of a mic, they're going to go, what do you think about Jer- you know should happen with Justin Fields? Jared Allen. Well, I think if you look at kind of the Bill Belichick model, right? I mean, yeah, I know he had a down year, but in, in historically, if you can trade that back, if you have if you have a quarterback that is that's capable, right? And Fields is shown to be capable. So, if if I'm the if I'm you know Kevin Warren over there and, and the Bears and stuff like that, I'm looking at that. Okay, does he fit the system in which we want to play? Right? Do we have the coaching staff to get him to the level he's capable of because he's showing signs of it? Right. And then again, what what is it? What does he look like if he has if he has the uh, parts around him to move? So, to be honest, I don't I don't know that you take a risk on on a Caleb on a, you know, there's I don't think there's a number one right now that's guaranteed to come in and and be the guy. Uh, to be honest, I don't I don't I don't I mean all the hype around Caleb Williams, but I mean look what SC didn't have that great of a year, you know. And I know and you could say you know yeah. even look at like Andrew Luck was the next John Elway, right? He came in, had he had, had he had a couple good years. Uh, I think he got him to an AFC title game once. I'm not sure, but you know, never never won the Super Bowl. At the end of the game, winning Super Bowls is what it's all about. So I think if you trade those back, you stack picks. I mean, you're sitting at one and nine, and you could you could stack picks. Yeah. And I think I think there's enough quarterbacks in this draft that you could you could grab a solid backup just in case Fields doesn't work out. You can surround with with parts. And and to be honest, and then you you look at you look at a lot of teams that might be just a quarterback away, just a just a high pick you know receiver specialist away uh, that'll trade up. And so you know I, I would probably trade those picks back to be honest. Keep Justin Fields, bolster that defense, um, and you know I mean keep, let's be honest, Chicago is never going to be the the place that you're going to throw the ball 50 times a game and be successful. <laughs> uh, so in Jared Allen's opinion. Like he was talking about teams being one player or receiver yeah. away, the Bears aren't that team. Uh-uh. So they need multiple positions. It's a lot more than just quarterback. Yeah, but you got the one, the nine, then you got a big chip with Justin Fields to get some more capital that you could use to surround Caleb Fields with some talent. I'm them. I trade him. I'm them. I'm moving on. They have a new, it's kind of a unique situation. New offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, comes in from Seattle. Here's his thoughts on the quarterback situation. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at it from from either lens right now, you know, obviously it's a unique spot in the draft to have the, the first overall pick, the ninth overall pick, just from an organization in general. You know, it's not going to happen too often. Uh, and, again, every year is so individually based. You know, this is that, that year. And then also a core uh, a group of players that are already in place on offense, including the quarterback that played at a high level and have had to have displayed, you know, uh, the ability to win football games and, and, and make plays. So I think the, the combination of those two things were really intriguing. And then, you know, you know, even furthermore than that was just the even from that initial interview, just the the uh, connection and interaction between Coach Eberflus and, and Ryan Poles and and seeing a connected organization when you walk in the building and you feel it and you start to get really excited about uh, the direction that this thing's going. A little earlier, we were talking about Saquon Barkley. Oh yeah, and where he could end up. Bart Scott had some things to say about the Giants and Saquon Barkley. And then Bartholomew, all eyes here in New York on Saquon Barkley. Tag or no tag? No tag, man. Listen, Joe Shane, you know, he needs to just tell Saquon, listen, man, we just not that into you. They're out here treating um, Saquon like a side piece, man. They give him just enough to make him <laughs> satisfied. Like, go, he done, they not commit to you long term, man. They just wait for a better, better, cheaper option, Saquon. Get the picture, man. That's a good analogy, though. That's it, a great analogy. Oh, it is. Oh, it is, unfortunately. In the commercial, you'll explain it to me. Um, but... <laughs> 
I liked Barkley. I'd take him on my team for the right price. I think they're making a mistake letting him go. But that's the thing with the running back position. What is the right price Mm -hmm. from a team standpoint? And does it make sense, even more sense, to reset the market with your running back situation and, and reset that where you draft a guy, maybe not in the first round, but get some quality from the running back position and then you're not paying so much money. That makes more sense for a lot of teams. What are the Giants offensively without him? They're not as good. Not not even close to being as good. To me, he's the best part of their offense. And they're going to lose that? Then what do you got? You're starting all over. You are, and especially at that position, but if you can take the money that you would put into that position, put it into others in the team, within the team, then that's how a lot of teams are viewing the running back position these days. They don't want to put a lot of money into it. But they're the ones who drafted him that high and made him a a focal point of the offense. And by letting him go, you're imploding the entire offense that you have. A lot of teams will take that philosophy, though. They'll take a running back high, let them perform for a few years. When it gets to that fifth-year option or after that, you're not giving the running back a second contract. You restart everything and go draft the next running back. Yeah, but those teams a lot of times have some other players on offense that it doesn't hurt as much. And with the Giants, their offense is a mess. It was already a mess, I guess. But think about they have a bigger need for receivers. You You can't think of any Giants receivers that are really... No. Making an impact on the game right now. No. Or have for the last five years or so. They, they drafted a receiver last year. They did from Tennessee. Yep. Didn't. Which he's still still continuing to grow and get better. Yep. You got anything trending? Well, even more of that. Just uh, Shane Waldron, he had a couple more comments. But altogether, the NFL new draft, uh, new year, calendar year, mm-hmm. is on March 13th, and that's when. You can see free agency moves and everything being made, but right now we're starting to see moves throughout the league where you're seeing players be released. We got the news about the salary cap and how it's gone up 30 mil, but those are some of the headlines where you're seeing teams that are making making some space for the salary cap, and they're starting to release some players and, and build some capital for the salary cap. Your Steelers let go somebody. Mason Cole, the center who um, he played good for a couple of years, but this year was a bad year for him where a lot of low snaps. He was getting beat sometimes within that interior line. So they're, they're going to look to probably draft a center so that they're not paying so much money for that position. Or they could go the free agency route once again, but, yeah, Mason Cole was released today. And along with some other moves around the league with players being released, we're going to get Randy Rainwater on here in the next segment. I uh, was uh, checking the app to see if there was an Arkansas line yet for uh, Missouri. Still nothing there. But I was looking at the double R prop bets. Joe, I got four. Give me your thumbs up or thumbs down, okay? All right. And we'll start with Layden Blocker. Over two and a half total points, over one and a half total assists. Let's go thumbs up on that one. I like that one, too. I think Layden Blocker earned more playing time in his last game against Texas A&M. He did start against Missouri. I think the playing time's going to be there, and if the playing time's there, I think he gets over a point and a half and over, or over two and a half points and over one and a half assists. Number two, Mikel Mitchell, over 11 and a half total points and over five and a half total rebounds. Yeah, thumbs up on that one too. Mikel has been playing well lately. Double-double. The last two games. He's averaging a double-double the last two games, and he had a double-double against Missouri the last time. Mackay. Mackay, sorry. And, and Mikel, Mikel has been playing well, yeah, too, though. They're both lighting it up. All right, uh, pick number three. Caleb Battle, over six-and-a-half total points and over one-and-a-half total three-pointers attempted. Don't like that one as much. Ooh. Okay. I was about to say, that might be my favorite one. Really? No. No, I'm sorry. Makai's my favorite. He, he, I've been riding him the last couple of games, and he keeps rewarding me with wins. But Caleb Battle, what, what do you not like? The six and a half total points or one and a half total threes? 
shot, attempted. The the threes, okay. more so. That would be my hesitation. And maybe he's just focused on driving to the basket. Uh, then number four, Chandler Lawson, over a half a point and over <laughs> a half a block. Uh, okay, you got to go with that one. Because you're talking about just making a play. Yes. Just making some effort. So, yeah, that that one would be one to go with the odds on that. Not great. I think it's uh, plus 140, so it's positive money. Uh, the best one was the Leighton Blocker, plus 220. Getting the over two and a half total points and over one and a half assist. That was the yeah, best so, money. So three out of four. Yeah. Okay. But, but, you, you're, but you're with me on three out of four. Yeah, but it, I mean, don't be swayed from not taking that fourth one. Oh, I'm not. If you like it. I'm not. It's actually already done. <laughs> I saw one other one. The baseball line is out now for Arkansas, uh, Oregon State. Uh, Arkansas is minus 120, so they're a small favorite. Oregon State's plus 100 or even money. Uh, the run differential, you can get Arkansas minus one and a half runs at plus 115. Oregon State getting one and a half runs at minus 150. But what I like, the over-under for the game. Total runs scored in this game. Hagen Smith. Oregon State's pitcher's nice. He, I, I looked him up. He, I think he, he went five innings, gave up one run, walked only two. I mean, you got to figure he's their ace. He's their Friday night guy. Yeah. Over-unders at 11 and a half. Well, I like the over. You because, like the over? Yes, because college baseball, they score runs. So no matter how good the pitchers are, yeah. they score runs. I like the under tonight, man. I think it's like four to two. I think it's a low-scoring game. And I think Arkansas, with being Oregon State, they're going to roll out their top bullpen guys as soon as Hagen's done. Wouldn't surprise me. Hopefully, Hagen can go four or five innings tonight, and then you bring in Mclemore for a couple innings, and then close this thing out. And I think Oregon State's going to do the same thing. They're going to throw their top pitchers out of the bullpen at Arkansas. That's the plan. That's the plan. But college baseball, <laughs> they score runs. Until you get hit in the mouth, and then all plans go out the window. Oh, yeah. All right, that's your Double R Prop Bets. When we come back, we will hear from Double R, the man of the hour broadcasting live from the Little Rock Trojans baseball game. He threw out the first pitch. We'll, we'll talk about that first pitch, see how his arm's feeling after the first pitch, and uh, see how he's doing. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. Afternoon, everybody. Thanks for listening to us today. We've been kind of thinking about you a little bit here at Saracen Casino in Pine Bluff. We think it's time you step up and call all your friends. Say, all right, let's do it this weekend, tonight and tomorrow. The quick 40-minute drive to Saracen, you could be right here. So you leave Little Rock and you get on 530. It's a straight shot. You know, put a podcast on or listen to the radio. Do whatever it is you do. Call your mom, whatever it may be. (laughs) 40 minutes later, you'll be at our place. You take exit 46, hang right, you're on our land, and you're in our place within a few minutes. You'll see the Denali when you walk in. It's huge. We've never had a bigger vehicle in the lobby. And it's going to be there for a little over 24 more hours. All you got to do is play. Play with your card in the machine. You're automatically entered. The more you play, the more entries you have. And tomorrow night at 10, I'm handing the keys to a Denali to somebody. Could be you, should be you. Come win a Denali Sierra HD 2500 at Saracen. Old Man Winter here. One more snowstorm. Not a chance, Mr. Winter. It's spring. It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's best warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end February 29th. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
There is nothing better than calling the Hogs with your fellow Razorback fans. And now is the time to join the team and become a part of the Razorback Foundation. Fans can join for as little as $4.17 per month. The financial support provided by Razorback Foundation members makes a once-in-a-lifetime experience possible for more than 465 student-athletes. Your gifts provide scholarships, academic support, training, and nutrition, as well as professional and personal development assistance. Being a member allows you to access season tickets, priority seating and parking, tailgating, invitations to exclusive coaches and player events, as well as 20% off at Slim Chickens in Northwest Arkansas. Your support will help the Razorbacks continue on the path of success and bring home even more SEC and national championships. Already a member? Great! You have until March 1st to renew your membership. Join by calling 479-443-9000 or visit RazorbackFoundation.com That's 479-443-9000 or RazorbackFoundation.com Go Hogs! Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in White. Talking to you from Saracen Casino in Pine Bluff, where the big vehicle giveaway is tomorrow night. Wait till you hear what we're giving away. When you get here, if you're not already in the Players Club, get joined up real fast and use that card every time you play, because you could win a Sierra Denali pickup tomorrow night. I think you should come down tonight, Tom. I mean, honestly. You know, this this is not a democracy, so it's not one... You know, vote per person, not one drawing per person. Right. I got news for y'all. The more you play, the more chances to win you have. So if you've been here at all this month and played with your player's card, you're already in. Come tonight. Come to Red Oak. Three times named Arkansas's best restaurant. It's only only been open three years. Come eat at Red Oak. Come play some slots. Come play some tables. Play with your card. Earn more entries. Come back tomorrow night. See if we don't call your name. See if I can hand you the keys to a Denali pickup from Saracen. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Big O Tires is ready to make a deal with you right now. You don't have to wait until you get that tax refund. Big O Tires has financing options available. And they realize your credit may not be perfect. They're willing to work with you. Great selection of tires. All the name brand tires. Plus, they have the Big O Tire. And they do more than just tires. They'll work on your vehicle. If there's something you need done, just swing on by Big O Tires in Cabot and Conway. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. In Cabot, is Prospect Court. Go check out our friends at Big O Tires. They are the team we trust. Westmore, Joe Franklin with you. It is out of bounds on a Friday. Let's see if Randy Rainwater's got his ears on. Out at Gary Hogan Field. Hello. How's the arm, Randy? Uh, I am in treatment right now. It's being iced down. And um, after watching the video... Wow, that was pretty, uh, pretty ugly. But I have an excuse because it's been surgically repaired. Yeah, right. Good, great excuse. But uh, man, uh, I asked, I asked Coach Curry before he went out there. I said, Coach, can can you get me a cutoff? You know, I I, I think I may need a cutoff, man. <laughs> and um, so I thought I'd just get a good running head start and let her fly. I, I, I wish I'd thrown a strike, though. That's the problem. I wish I'd thrown a strike. Instead, I nailed the batter had there been one in the right-handed batter's box. Guys, we need the rally caps on right now. Uh, Little Rock down 3 nothing as we are moved. Man, this game's moving quickly. All, already headed into, in fact, it is the top half of the fourth inning. Hmm. With one out, Eastern Illinois has been uh, swinging the stick so far. So the plan on the first pitch, Randy, was it to just put some air under it and just saw, see what happens from there? Well, Chris was trying to coach me, and I'm, I'm not a very good uh, 
listener apparently. Uh, he he kept saying, throw it as high and as far as you can. If you think you're aiming for the top of the uh, the catcher, throw it ten feet over his head. And I'm like, I don't know about that, Chris. I mean, not unless I'm standing about five feet away from him. But it, anyway, you know, it it the objective was not not. You know the all-time, don't you? The all-time is R.J. Hawk. <laughs> and I've been reminded of that a couple of times today. And, you know, R.J. played he played uh, baseball at UCA. Allegedly. And, I, I, yeah, supposedly. But I, I, understand, I think R.J.'s problem, he got confused. He thought it was basketball and not baseball. So, you know, if you dribble the ball about 15 times to home plate... Then uh, you know that, that's okay, but then if it crosses home plate, that's even better. But uh, I just made sure I got it there. That was that was the key advice that uh, Coach Curry kept giving me, Joe. Just get it there. Don't bounce it. No bouncing. Don't bounce it. Just get it there. What all have you do- uh, had done of- to your shoulder and arm over the years? Um, the right one is about to be replaced. And uh, the whole arm? Well, no. I mean, they're not going to chop it off, Wes. They're just going to replace it at the uh, at the joint. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, the right one is much better than the left one. But, you know, if that's any consolation. But um, <laughs> Doctor Tucker told me when he did the surgery several years ago, he said, "I've got this so tight." that you will be lucky if you're able to throw a baseball, shoot a basketball, blah, blah, blah. He wasn't kidding. And um, it's always been a challenge since then to be able to uh, to throw a ball. Now, almost, almost, Wes, almost, Joe, you know, I played softball for a long time, and uh, I was a pitcher in slow pitch softball. I almost threw it underhand because I know from I don't care if it's sixty foot six inches I could have thrown it well beyond the catcher but I thought no no that's 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 taking the no this is baseball not softball so I went with the overhand throw. Doctor Tucker probably didn't want to see you throwing out that first pitch first of all and uh, then he would, he'd just he would just laugh at me. <laughs> You know, if you think you can do it, go for it, big boy. What kind and, of uh, what kind of practice did you put in, or or was there any practice? Uh, I took about five or six warm up tosses, and uh, poor young man that was trying to you know be my catcher, um, I gave him a nice little workout. But um, I mean, it's all for the program. That's the way I looked at it. It's all for the program. You've got to bite the bullet. You got to bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. So just don't embarrass yourself, as the old saying goes. Randy, how do you feel about this weekend for the Diamond Hogs going uh, to Arlington? Um, I, I hate to go against Joe because I mean I, I think of Joe as being the man, but when he said there's a lot of lot of runs that's going to be scored, I'm thinking Joe. If you looked at this at these pitching staffs, particularly Oregon State, I mean they they've gotten off to a really good start on the mound. I think their team ERA right now is two point zero. I realize they have maybe uh, played, but neither team really has played at this stage what you call outstanding competition. And you know you can argue whether it's Minnesota that Minnesota right now has played Oregon State the closest. Uh, they lost six to four, uh, beat Texas Tech the other night. That is, uh, they played Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Oregon State played Wednesday night against Texas Tech. Uh, and plus, you're playing in the major league stadium. Um, which I think adds, a, you know, it's going to take a little bit away from. There still could be some balls that end up in the seats. I'm not saying that, but it's it's not where if you're playing at Bomb Stadium and that wind's blowing out the left field or even right field for that matter, you can get some wind aided home runs. Uh, you'll earn it down in Arlington this weekend. But um, the thing that that again, I know numbers are numbers, and that's. If you look at the double R prop specials for the baseball, uh, I wouldn't generous uh, with the hits for Arkansas because of this pitching pitching staff 
Uh, Aiden Smith, who's a starter tonight, transferred from Arizona. I mean, he's he's put up pretty some good numbers. And uh, so I'm not expecting a whole lot of offense. And then, of course, Arkansas, they gave up a ton. I use the word ton. Um, they left a lot of runners on base, so they've got to get some two-out hits, which certainly could help their offense without any question. But I'm just not expecting a whole bunch of runs to be scored tonight in this game between Oregon State and uh, in Arkansas. You guys are going to thank me if you stay away from it. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> what is the over-under, Wes? Seven? Eleven oh, and a half. Yeah, eleven and a half. Oh, eleven and a half. That's higher than what I expected. I was double-checking it. Yeah, it's eleven and a half. I was making yeah, sure. Base. I still would go under eleven and a half. I mean, that's a six-five score. Yeah, or seven-four. I'm like, that's a high-scoring game. Yeah. And yeah, I still win. I agree. I agree. I did notice your uh, double R basketball prop bets are already out on Bet Saracen. Uh, yeah, I, did you call me Santa Claus? I heard you talking about. Yeah, I love uh, four Lee of Walker. them. Yeah, I love that one. And uh, the Malik. Yep, Mitchell getting. Uh, I'm Mitchell, I'm riding yeah. Mikael Mitchell once again. Mackay, Mackay. <laughs> you can ride Mikael too. Yeah, yeah. You need to start doing some double R prop bets for the Little Rock Trojans. Boy, they're on a roll. Are they, they not? They are, man. We and we've wow. talked a little bit about Little Rock and Arkansas State. Uh, both teams are playing well. Right before you get into the tournament, I'm excited for both of them and hope they can make a run in the tournament and maybe get into the NCAA tournament. Well, that was an entertaining game last night from Jonesboro. Uh, had a chance to watch that and pick up a little bit of the uh, the Trojan game. So both looked very impressive last mm-hmm. night. What do you got? What do you got there? I hear some people cheering. Trojans rallying. Uh, second and third with uh, nobody out for the Trojans. Down 3 nothing, And uh, I'm not sure what part of the batting order is currently at bat for the Trojans. But uh, pretty good-sized young man at the plate. So hopefully at least he can get a sack fly or something to get the Trojans on the board. He's well, not going to hit that one very often. That one was up, up near the uh, bill of his cap. I think he was thinking three-run jack, not just a sack fly, but a three-run jack. Randy, you called for the rally. They got a bit of a rally going. They just have to bring yeah. some runs in. Yeah. I hadn't turned my hat around. I hadn't turned the uh, cap inside out yet. It's not. It's too early for that. We're in the bottom of the fourth, but Trojans could use a couple of runs right here to get back in it. What do you got coming up? Uh, this is for me, it's not what I'd call a totally brick. There was a sack fly. Hey, I should have had Bed Saracen going right there. I could have cleaned up on an RBI. Um, we got Pat Bradley coming on at 4 o'clock, 4.30. Kevin McPherson, Hoop Scoop, 5 o'clock. Trey Biddy. Uh, let's see, 5.30. Bart Reed, 6 o'clock. I've left open uh, Kevin Bohannon. Our baseball guru, he is down in uh, in Arlington. Oh, nice! Speak. So we're going we're going to try to get something from him from the ballpark, just like you did from Ethan a few moments ago. Yeah, cool. Well, have a great show. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Randy. Ice the you arm, too, buddy. All right, Randy Rainwater and Drive Time Sports is coming up next. Thank you for listening. Coming up Monday, L. Ellis, Kendall Diggs should be a lot of fun talking uh, about the Razorbacks in their weekend. Joe, have a good weekend. You too, Wes. Have a great weekend, everybody. If there's anything green in your yard right now, it's probably a weed, and you need to do something about it. Weed control and fertilization service from Sanders Ground Essentials is easier and less expensive than doing nothing or trying to do it yourself. I did that one time and almost killed my yard. Sanders Ground Essentials saves you time and money and makes your yard the envy of the neighborhood. Don't wait. Do it now. Call Sanders Ground Essentials and get started with Sanders Ground Essentials Weed Control Program. Servicing all of Central Arkansas, including Cabot and Jacksonville. On the web at Sanders.